let's turn our attention to an article that caught our attention the other day. The article is entitled, What You Do Every Day Matters, The Power of Routines. And from the article, let me just quote this. Early in the pandemic, researchers pointed to the value of daily routines to cope with change. As the two-year anniversary of the pandemic coincides with the relaxation of public health measures across the country, reflecting on routines and their value is useful when moving toward a new normal. The author of this piece, Dr. Megan Edgelow, an assistant professor and researcher in health sciences, joining us from Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Dr. Edgelow, Megan, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Before we get too far into all of this, and this is all about mental health, and we are past the two-year point, Megan, and we know there have been significant disruptions to the mental health and well-being of Canadians. How important to you is routine? Yes, it's something I think about a lot. And my background um, before being a researcher is as an occupational therapist. And so a lot of the work I've done over the years in mental health with people has been about people's daily lives and how do routines play out and how can we build in regular routines that contain all the things that people need to do to manage their lives, to stay healthy, and ultimately to build in meaningful things that make us want to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, and that's I'm sorry, it's a routine, just in terms of routines as, as, a, as a degree of importance to adults, we tend not to think about the importance of routines to us, despite the fact that they are terribly. But when it comes to our kids, Megan, it's all about routine. Rinse and repeat. Do it again. Do it again. And, and develop those habits around routines. We see that as being a very valuable tool in child rearing. And yet, in many ways, we sort of lose connection with routine as we grow into adults. It's true. And often, um, you know, if people are having trouble getting out the door on time in the morning, you know, being late for things, not fitting in the things they want to do, like exercising or preparing meals um, at home or, you know, finding enough time to meet up with a friend occasionally. Um, If people find themselves living that way and having felt over the pandemic that their time was sort of happening to them versus making choices about Mm -hmm. um, how they use their time, it could be a good time to reflect on, um, you know, what do you have that's existing that's working and also what could use a tune-up and what do you want to build in um, now that maybe we can be more social. Um, and now that there are more opportunities to do things outside of our homes as well. I think also perhaps more of us are recognizing the importance of routines, Megan, than perhaps ever before, given the fact that in many cases, for millions of Canadians too, this is not just a select group, many of us have had to, well, change, significantly change our routines over the past couple of years. And now that we're coming to a point of re-emerging as uh, people with each other, those routines are going to have to undergo yet another series of changes, aren't they? Absolutely. And especially as people find themselves going back, maybe more face-to-face to to work um, or in some kind of hybrid situation and where we try to find a balance and and hopefully have less changes and, um, you know, restrictions coming back in or going out as we do find more of a balance. People can maybe make more of a consistent choice about how they want their days to play out. Um, And one thing, too, that we know that often routines have been a bit maligned as being boring and being stuck in a rut. Um, But research is telling us more and more that when people have 
routines at work for things that have to happen every day, if we can do them in a routinized way, it often actually gives us more cognitive space to think about other things, to be more creative, because we don't have to worry or be anxious about the things we know we're going to have to do anyway. That's right. And and a lot of us, especially in the workplace, have routines. My routine, my daily routine, Megan, very, very important too for me in my business, consists of sitting down with a cup of coffee at the computer and going through a very specific list of websites and newspapers. I have that routine. I repeat it every morning so that 15 minutes into my day, I've already got a good handle on what's going on in the big bad world and I'm kind of ready for it. And uh, that that's the sort of routine that you're talking about, too, isn't it? Absolutely. And that gives a really good example of the power of setting yourself up for feeling centered to begin your day and to know, you know, for yourself as a journalist, to know what are you going to have to be paying attention to and what might you be speaking with people later on in the day as well about. Let's assume that uh, uh, over the last couple of years, even those of us who are more or less accustomed to routines and rather rely on them, let's just assume for a few moments that all of that stuff has been scrambled because of the last two years and the weirdness of it all. And suppose we're sort of trying to get ourselves back on some kind of even keel this morning, Dr. Richlow. So talk to us about fine-tuning or perhaps a tune-up to the daily routine. Yeah, I think if you don't already use something like a calendar on your smartphone or have a day timer, that can be really the basic building block of a way to, um, you know, get things centered, know what plays out in a regular way, maybe even have repeating events if you're using some technology. Um, And then also think about the little things that people need on a regular basis. You know, how much exercise are you getting? What What are you doing for exercise? Are there ways to build in short walks or bike rides or active transportation? Um, into the schedule. And then also one of the major foundations of health and a part of an important part of anybody's routine, regardless of age, is sleep. So are you going to bed at a regular time? Are you trying to get up at a regular time? Are you making sure that sleep window is appropriate to your age? Um, And also, we don't want to just build in kind of the, you know, the basics to the routine. We want to make sure that there are social opportunities, that there are things happening outside the house, Um, community activities and things that make you want to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that uh, part of that can be just an investigation process. So I'm finally allowed to reintegrate with fellow human beings in social settings. It's been a while. So I'm going to kind of tiptoe back into it. A lot of people are quite anxious, Megan, to get out there and mix mix it up. But they're still, you know, uh, with safety considerations and so on, they're still apprehensive. So a A lot of people are taking baby steps to reintegrate, and that's not a bad routine either, is it? I agree. I think small steps, see where you're comfortable. Don't maybe push yourself, you know, all the way into the crowd at the very first time you're out. Um, And also think about, I think there's a lot of research saying that people's social relationships have changed, and some of us are emerging with less friendships than we had pre-pandemic. So, like you said, looking to what's going on um, in your neighborhood, what's going on at the public library, um, what might there be that we haven't participated in, in before where we could perhaps meet some new people socially as well.
And one of the things you talked about earlier on in our conversation was this this sense, this this sense of just being a half step out of sync with life. You're just always playing catch up. You're never quite on top of things. And a lot of that, uh, relating to the conversation about routines, a lot of that, Megan, might have to do with sleep, mightn't it? Oh, I, I completely agree. And one thing that we know about sleep research, and this also speaks to routines, is that a lot of us on a day off, quote unquote, from work or whatever it is that maybe, um, you know, forces us out of bed in the morning or, or whatever time um, we're getting up, often we are tempted on a more discretionary day to get up later. Um, and research shows that that is not usually helpful for sleep routines and that the best thing you can do is try and keep a consistent bedtime and a consistent wake-up time. Ah, the, the big difference on the weekend or on the day off being you get to put your feet up and have that second cup of coffee. You don't have to dash out the door. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, in, in, in our final few moments here, because you, you talk about in, in your article, and it's a great piece of the conversation, by the way, well done. Uh, you talk about influential artists and, and looking at the lives of, of successful creative people. And surprisingly, a lot of those people are quite routine-oriented, especially uh, people with, with that creative bent. You could look at, walk into an artist's studio, uh, and you know there's 17 different paintings uh, in various uh, stages of development. Uh, that takes a lot of organization, and a lot of the organization depends on routine, right? Absolutely, and I think sometimes the misnomer about creativity is we think that it's somehow chaotic or, you know, that um, having routine might be restricting, but um, when we've looked at influential artists, musicians, painters, exactly, often they have very prescribed ways that they work. And I would say often when you speak um, to writers or you hear about the routines of journalists, it's similar in that they start the day in a particular way um, or have protected writing time. Um, And I think the reality is that um, artists are productive like any other worker, um, and it makes sense that they would also need foundational routines um, that give them the mental space to be more creative um, but also support all the sort of task-oriented things that would be involved in creating art for anyone. Indeed. The uh, piece at theconversation.com, friends, I recommend it highly. What you do every day matters. The Power of Routines, written by Dr. Megan Edgelow, who you can follow on Twitter, by the way, at M. Edgelow. Megan, thanks very much for this. A pleasure to have you on board. We must do this again sometime. Thank you very much, Sterling. My pleasure. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.